0: Well, that was one of the worst losses I've ever seen. You are
1: Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day, though today it may be more difficult. Another is joining me as he does to recap every Auburn football game the morning after. That is Daryl Dapper's Montgomery Radio Vet. Daryl, that was one of the worst losses from an Auburn perspective that I can remember on a football field. It, w- it was traumatic. Um, I, I think all of there's been a lot of close ones, right? That Auburn would find something, you know, find some way to squeak something out in the fourth quarter in overtime. But as far as like just true losses, it, you have to go back a ways to find one that was worse than Auburn's loss to New Mexico State on Saturday.
1: I have been following Auburn football since 1989 closely, uh, from a distance a little bit longer than that. And I'll be honest, Zach, I am I am scratching my head to try to find a loss that felt worse than that one. I mean, and yeah. in, in covering it from the press box, is more difficult, obviously, because you're you're having to keep your emotions in check. You can't throw something at the at the TV, you can't scream, you can't, you know, you just can't, you can't turn it off. Um, it was a total, complete failure and embarrassment, obviously. You Free said it best when he said the Auburn fans deserve better. And here's why. In my opinion, Auburn just gave back everything they've gained and all the goodwill in the last three weeks. They yeah. gave it back. You had a chance to go to a better bowl game, ensure a winning record, win four in a row going to the Iron Bowl, and Auburn completely gave that away. Now, look, we deal in absolutes sometimes, and I think people watch and listen to your show because they know we're going to be brutally honest, not sugarcoat things. We, I miss the mark, and I think Auburn's fans, coaching staff, players. It was obvious to me New Mexico State was better than I thought, and Auburn overlooked them. Two things can be true at the same time. New Mexico State had a template and a blueprint on how to win this game, and they executed it to perfection. They and we'll get them. into the specifics later. And Auburn came out and played flat, no enthusiasm, horrible effort, did not give the effort that you need to win a football game, and had self-inflicting things that ensured they weren't going to win this game. Even if they would have played with more effort and better execution, they kept taking that away with stupid boneheaded penalties, not being able to get off the field second and 20, third and 18. So everything that Auburn could have done to lose the game, they did. And everything New Mexico State had to do to win the game, they did. And when that happens and those two forces collide, you get a thirty-one to ten shellacking that shocks the college football world.
0: Daryl, this loss—unless uh, Auburn <laughs> wins the Iron Bowl—this loss to me means you underachieved in year one in the Hugh Freeze era. We all said the goal was seven and five, and unless you beat Alabama, that's not going to happen. If you go six and six and maybe look okay in the bowl game, it feels a little better. But I think part of that seven and five was this assumption. That you weren't going to go to the Birmingham Bowl, right? And now all of a sudden, that yeah. kind of that I think that's a fear that popped up on the radar of every Auburn fan. Are we going to go back to to Birmingham next month to play in the Birmingham Bowl? There's just so much to point at and say that wasn't good enough. Auburn got bullied on both sides of the ball. I mean, the offensive line and the defensive line struggled against New Mexico State, and I thought that was going to be how Auburn won and won handily. That that wasn't. The case. And then, I mean, Auburn's defensive backs got more grabby in that game than they have been all season that allowed New Mexico State to stay on the field in some situations. One of those was a fourth down play on the first drive. You got to think if they don't go down and score, they're not as confident. I think that was a huge, huge moment in the game that a lot of crap happened after. So we forget about it. The the fourth down situation where, like, I thought it was like this is clear fake a fake a kick scenario. And Hugh Freeze even said that they talked about it before the play, which is concerning from a coaching standpoint. But there just wasn't a moment, Daryl, Saturday night where Auburn felt like it was the better team with the exception of maybe the Rivaldo Fairweather catch and run, which was a great play by Rivaldo. But that was really the only positive moment. And because of that, Auburn loses. And because of that, as of right now, I don't think you can say that this first season, as far as on-field production, was a success for Hugh Freeze.
1: No, I agree with you 100. You 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 go six and six if you lose to Alabama, even if you win the bowl game, you would have had an opportunity to go eight and five, and that would have been a lot more impressive in my mind. I mean, there's a big difference between seven and eight wins. I just think psychologically, bullied is the is the word of the day. Here's the most disappointing part about this. Auburn allowed a group of five school to jaw with them before the game, talk trash, tell them what they were going to do to Auburn, never responded to getting punched in the mouth, let them dance on their logo when the game was over. And look, this whole Pavia, or Pavia, however you pronounce the quarterback's name, that we had heard all week wasn't going to play, he played. He didn't look like he had a, a bad hamstring. He looked like it in warm-ups, which I think was more mental games and mental gymnastics. He made himself look like throwing off his back foot, under-throwing balls. He looked like he was nowhere near ready to play. <clears throat> but
0: – He looked great. I mean, you, that, dude, that dude is a – that dude can play, he is. man. And if you're
1: New Mexico State, you have the confidence and the lack of respect and lack of fear against an SEC opponent to say – we're playing our quarterback who's banged up anyway and not saving him for the conference title game because we think if he plays, we can beat Auburn. So that's the high-risk, high-reward situation. Paid off. Paid, Paid off. off. They they said, Auburn's beatable. We can beat him. We're not afraid of
0: Auburn. And so we're going to play our quarterback and do it. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. And look, this defense, to my understanding, I talked to a few folks uh, involved with the defensive game plan, they were preparing for seven, which they didn't do a great job of stopping him either. I thought maybe no. when they subbed him in um, that maybe it would be more effective, but he moved the ball fine too. So Don't that, you I
1: mean, agree, though, just to put a cap on that, the fact that they chose to play him was a message, sent that they decided, okay, we're going to go with him even if may, I'm not going to risk. I mean,
0: this – that dude, the way he plays, I mean, he's a gritty player, the little bit I know about him. I imagine he's the kind of dude that's really hard to take off the field. Uh, I just, and the coach probably respects him enough to say, if you want to play, you've earned it. You know, you've, you've carried our team to a bunch. I, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I do no, think but- that paired with the fact that he probably wanted to play as much as he wanted to breathe his next breath in this opportunity. Uh, I, I just, if he could play, if he could walk, I just don't think there's a way they're going to keep that guy off the field.
1: That dude that you're talking about picked up one of Auburn's SEC NFL-caliber cornerbacks and slammed him to the ground. You talk about bullying and making a statement? Now, Auburn did hit him when he did that along the sidelines. But that was it, what? dude. That was it. I was watching it with a group of I'm both. Sorry. Like they're
0: they're going to they're gonna go, uh, go and get I'm some sorry. hits on him after that. They go you ha- even if it's
1: 15 yards, even if it's 15 yards, you have to send a message after that and say you're not gonna get away with doing that and make sure he feels it and knows it. And Auburn didn't. There just wasn't a whole lot it. of
0: life on defense. And, and I don't want to nitpick the defense because I really think the main issue here is on the offensive side of the ball, contrary to what a lot of people on the Auburn corner of the internet were saying Saturday night. But like other than Elijah McAllister, you know, he got that sack or half a sack. I think he shared it with Keldrick. But outside of that, it's like there wasn't a whole lot of life on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball outside of Elijah McAllister. And it's like that dude, a quarterback, picked up your future NFL defensive back and just threw him on the ground like he didn't care. And Auburn, in response, acted like they didn't care. I want to talk about the offense and something that I thought was an issue, then another narrative where people are comparing this to Nick Saban's start of his time at Alabama, and I think it's a joke. We don't need to do this, and I'll explain why in just a moment. Right here, Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy your tickets. I imagine Iron Bowl tickets are still a pretty penny, despite how this game went Saturday night, and Game Time is the cheapest way to get them. Download the Game Time app if you want a seat in Jordan Here Stadium this Saturday for the best possible price. The Game Time app—it's the best place for last-minute tickets. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On College, all one word, Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On College, all one word, no spaces, Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Daryl, there's a lot of talk about how Ron Roberts didn't have his defense ready, and that's fine. You can have that opinion, and they weren't perfect. They were normally, they're normally better than they were on Saturday. I'm not going to defend the defense, but I do think the key issue was the offense. Once again, it seemed like Peyton Thorne, if it wasn't there, he had to run. He ran the ball way more than anybody else did, which I don't think is a recipe for Auburn's success. I think his running game is a piece of the running game, not the feature of the running game. But you look at what Jarquez Hunter has done over the last three games over this winning streak where we were so excited. Auburn finally found its identity on offense. Here we go. Let's get cooking. Let's take care of New Mexico State, win four in a row, and then have some major momentum going into the Iron Bowl because of Jarquez Hunter, because of what he's been able to do down this stretch. And he carried the ball eight times. Let me say that again. Jarquez Hunter carried the ball eight times times Peyton Thorne and these weren't all called some of these were scrambles 17 times that should never be the case and Hugh Freeze talked about it in the postgame show uh, in, in his postgame presser and you were there and you could tell me other things if, I, if I'm not telling the full picture here Daryl. but the gist of it was he said they couldn't get into a rhythm and they couldn't get the running game going and I do believe they couldn't get into the rhythm because they couldn't get first downs and they had to punt and they were destroyed in time of possession, it was almost 40 minutes to 20 minutes. Like it was a very vastly lopsided thing when it came to time of possession. Now it's part of New Mexico State's strategy, and it certainly, certainly paid off. But how that was your game plan, how you could pr- prep for this and say, we don't need to give it to Jarquez Hunter a million times until this game is out of hand is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And the whole they couldn't get a running game going, well, like I don't, I, I didn't really feel like you tried. I didn't really feel like you were like desperate to get the running game going. And then it was too late. And then you had to throw the ball to get back in it. And of course that didn't work either because this offense, when there's any sort of pressure on it whatsoever, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And once again, they're a bullet on both sides of the offensive line and defensive line. And so the pressure was, was insurmountable from a pass rush standpoint too. But the offense drastic changes, Daryl, have to happen. We talked about the future of the quarterback position throughout the week last week. And I thought, okay, maybe Peyton over the last few weeks had done enough. But if that's what you're going to do against New Mexico State, if these receivers can't win jump ball situations outside of Rivaldo Fairweather and create separation against New Mexico State, you have to have a dramatic, a dramatic reset this offseason at both the quarterback position and this wide receiver position. There is no other option.
1: I'm going to push back a little bit on this offense-defense thing. The reason why, in my opinion, the offense could not get into any kind of rhythm is because they couldn't get on the freaking field because Ron Roberts' defense kept giving up second and 20s and third and 18s and couldn't guard and had to grab people and hold people on fourth downs on pass interference. Auburn had a chance to get off the field and have the ball thrown 40-yard line. What happens? They, hold, they grab in the secondary and grab and lose receivers in the back of the end zone. So I get it. The offense was anemic with the with some of the play calling and Hunter only getting seven carries, but they didn't have the ball. They ran 40 plays. Why did they run 40 plays? Yeah, they had some three and outs, but the defense didn't do its job. Anytime a New Mexico, an offense like New Mexico State is running the, the clock down as long as they are, the only way to combat that is to get some three and outs and Auburn's defense couldn't. They kept letting them drive the ball, pick up third downs, fourth downs. I think New Mexico State was perfect on fourth downs—one because of a penalty, one on a fake punt. I mean, look, I get it. Yeah, they're the two, of two, of them. But yeah. but the 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 rhythm not getting into rhythm is because they didn't have enough possessions to get in rhythm. They had forty They 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 ran forty plays, and that is very difficult to get in any kind of rhythm and run the ball. And do RPO and that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's all three phases of the game. Look, Auburn had an opportunity down 10 to seven um, to pin New Mexico State back deep and inside the five-yard line would have been a great opportunity to get a three and out and get great field position. And Chapman punched the ball in the freaking end zone. I mean, there's nothing they did that worked. So I, I get it. But here's another thing. Even when they got rhythm, there was a play that epitomized this game for Auburn tonight. They're down 10-7. They finally get a stop. Scott has a good punt return. Auburn has a little rhythm on offense. Peyton Thorne makes an incredible scramble and throws the ball to Jarquez Hunter for a 27-yard game, and Auburn's in business at the 22-yard line of New Mexico State, looking like they're about to score to take the lead. The yeah. play gets called back because of ineligible uh, receiver downfield. I get it. That happens when you scramble. That was indicative of what Auburn did, and so every everything they did completely shot themselves in the foot defensively and offensively. Yes, it was anemic, but but Zach, they didn't have enough possessions. They had one possession in the first quarter. They had four, they ran forty plays. whose fault is that? They weren't getting the ball because the defense was letting New Mexico State. Hold the ball forever
0: because they couldn't get off the field. Yeah, their their second drive started in the first quarter, so one okay. and a half, I guess they, yeah. they they got the start of a drive twice in the first quarter. Still not great. Still not great. So I one hundred percent can can see where you're coming from on that, but I don't know, man. I mean, It just all of it was so 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 bad. Uh, I mean, lit- I mean, literally all three phases of the game, Auburn was just whooped. Whooped. And I wasn't even going to bring up the Oscar Chapman thing, but that's such a great point. Then obviously the fake punt. So special teams definitely yeah. went their direction. Only Offense Alex McPherson, territory.
1: only McPherson held his, held his weight up and did his job in special teams. He kicked the ball out of the end zone.
0: He yeah, made his Yeah, had point. an okay punt return, right? But nothing yeah. groundbreaking. Right. Yeah, totally. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, so many Auburn fans mentioned... A comparison to Nick Saban in the start of his career at Alabama Saturday, including one of my best friends who texted me. And I thought it was so ridiculous. I couldn't, I couldn't answer it. I could not respond to it. And we'll talk, we'll talk on that in just a second. Right here, unlocked on, on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn jobs is the best place to post your job listing. Daryl, you've done this multiple times now with your company. Give the yes. folks a quick rundown of what folks can expect by using the great service at LinkedIn Jobs.
1: Well, we've tried the the, the traditional approaches, you know, social media and that kind of thing and other job uh, headhunter sites and started using LinkedIn and found two people in the last two and a half months that has been very helpful. It came with some experience. It was just a more thorough, tight process to us. And so we'll continue to use them going forward, and um, it's worked for us, and we've tried everything else, and this seems yeah. to be the most successful.
0: Yeah, so LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. That is linkedin.com slash College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Daryl, the amount of Auburn folks that I saw comparing this loss to Nick Saban and Alabama's loss to ULM in his first season there, it blows my mind it's not the same thing also it doesn't matter like Nick Saban and Alabama aren't good because he lost to ULM his first year there did it light a fire on some of their team maybe but i think they lost to Utah that year too so i i don't think that that really even makes sense i don't think that makes sense also they didn't lose by the uh, they didn't lose by three touchdowns in that right. game either so <laughs> let's not do that, please. I, I I prefer if Auburn fans did not try to make any light of this loss. Take it. I think the best way to accept this loss is for all of us as a fan base to take it, to understand how bad it is for this program and for this season, and hope, you know, to, to paraphrase what Coach Freeze said in his postgame presser, Hopefully it stings for a while. Hopefully it kind of gives you an upset feeling in your stomach for a while and it motivates you to move forward. I, I think that's the best way to approach this: is just to take it head on and uh, just appreciate how awful, um, how awful it is right now.
1: Well, I think the comparison's made because uh, Alabama won its bowl game that year, so they didn't lose to Utah. They went seven and six. Okay. They, but but they lost th- that game t- and then they ended up being six and six. And so I guess people are trying to cling to hope. But here's the deal. There's no hope in this loss. Alabama and Nick Saban right now, even back then when he took the job, Hugh Freeze didn't win a national championship at LSU before he came and took the job at Auburn. So let's quit comparing apples and oranges. And second of all, on the flip side of that, I I watched that game back then. New Mexico State's better than that Louisiana Monroe team that beat Alabama. That, That New Mexico State team probably beats La Monroe by two touchdowns. So, again, I missed the mark on that, and I'll wear it and own it. I fell into the trap of automatically counting this as a W. I got on your show and talked about emptying the I did bench, the same thing. The second half, and yep. Auburn was going to score thirty. I mean, I completely overlooked them. Had it counted as a W, did not take them serious. Nothing about. I just it was a, it was a foregone conclusion, and I believe that that sentiment was felt along the sidelines of the Auburn program as well. I'm I'm sorry, I saw it my own eyes. You come out that flat, that lethargic, you are looking past your opponent. And Auburn did, and I think Auburn's coaching staff did. You freeze should not have having Jerry Keel kill hand it to him last year when he was at Liberty. Guess what? Liberty was a 24-point favorite last year, and New Mexico State beat them 49-14. So And that was I mean, something that people
0: brought up, Daryl, but that was also when he was preparing, you know, and trying to interview for the fine. Auburn job. So I was I was willing to look past it for that reason. Yeah. But now that this happened, it's like, oh, okay, we probably shouldn't schedule that coach anymore.
1: It's just amazing that sometimes certain coaches do have your number. I you freeze. You see it a ton, said, in, basketball. It a ton yeah, in basketball. Absolutely. And you freeze in his postgame press conference said, Look, they knew what we were they give them credit. Every time we did something, they had an answer for it. If we had, you know, five men in the box that Here's the thing that's so frustrating when you talked about the offense you freeze answered one of my question I wanted to, I said there was a lack of execution and lack of effort in my opinion by this football team Which do you think was more prominent what do you think was was more you know what's worse and he said you can't execute if you don't have effort great take you're right and he said I saw receivers jogging out of their breaks. Now why is it that SEC receivers can't get separation, but group of freaking five receivers at New Mexico State can run wide open in a secondary with two future NFL defensive backs? Three, Jalen Simpson. Are you kidding me? I
0: mean, technically a group four. Of five I mean, Deontay Scott will play in the league, too. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: I mean, a group of group of five receivers were wide open against NFL-caliber defensive backs. Our receivers against group of five could not get separation to say – that is unacceptable. It's embarrassing, and that's the kind of stuff that needs to be addressed quickly because there's no reason for that. It's – again, it you – You follow a team, you root for a team, you understand if they get beat, you understand if there's a rebuild. This is inexcusable to happen. I'm sorry, it just is. Now, it was the perfect storm, but I don't care how good New Mexico State is for a group of five school, and I don't care they have nine wins. They lost to UMass, Hawaii, and Liberty. If you're an SEC program, it shouldn't happen. And maybe, just maybe, That New Mexico State team is better than Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. I don't know. But you gave back, again, all the goodwill and everything you gained the last three weeks, you just gave it back with that performance. And quite honestly, it's embarrassing. It really is. It's embarrassing and it's pathetic. And I hope they wear it and feel that way because – and then not even to come out in the second half, when you're down 10-7 at halftime, you think, okay, they'll wake up, right? They'll get – Whatever it got worse. It goes, it got got worse. worse in the second yep. half.
0: That that's another uh, inexcusable. At and, some point, like your your pride's got to step up and say, right. okay, this isn't. Ex-. And that's usually what you see, right? In the fourth quarter, they're like, okay, we're the better team over the course of sixty minutes. We wore them down. But the way the game flowed, it didn't even set up that way. And you kind of got a feeling like, oh, this isn't like we're going to lose this game. And then ultimately, they did so. Uh, yeah, after they they fake the punt and, and I was watching it in my neighbor's house and a group of us were there. After they ran the fake punt, I'm like, oh, Auburn is gonna lose this game. Because I didn't I, I wasn't really buying it. I was expecting a late a late trend in Auburn's favor, but after they fake that punt, I was like, oh, this is done.
1: This is it. To me, that was Yeah, I, I felt like it was gonna be twenty one seventeen. Even when they went up 17-7, I'm like, well, Almer's going to score here, hold them, score again, and escape like Georgia State. It's what it felt like to me, or Jack State, right? And sure enough, I mean, look, New Mexico State has never beaten a Power 5 team until tonight. I mean, you uh, – I, I don't – there's no – adjectives that can describe what that means. I, I get it. I mean, you know, Auburn's going to have to find a way to come back from this and 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 have the bowl practice and try to end on a good note. But at the end of the day, this is one of those that lives in lore. It's just, it, it'll be brought up. Regardless of what you Freeze does with his career at Auburn, Zach, yeah. there will always be that narrative that yeah, remember. Look how good this team is. But remember, he lost to New Mexico State his first year. You 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 cannot shake that. It's, it's oh yeah, it's a, it'll live. It'll live on
0: like the the Jack State game that went into overtime. Right. Even well, though Auburn won that game, it's still like it's still discussed in in yeah. hushed tones. But you, Daryl, I, I think the biggest thing here is, and, and there's a chance that early signing day rolls around, and Auburn destroys it, and it just does so well. That people are able to say, okay, all right, you know, the future is is bright. Maybe they win this transfer portal window, but I still think there's going to be a large group of naysayers. They're going to say, well, you can't do anything with them. You're not going to be able to do anything with them because you can't beat New Mexico state. And that's going to be fair for a while until this team puts it all together. But man, they have to make some changes. On the offensive coaching staff, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they do, they and, and they to. have to, make and, some, and, and, and they have
1: to tell people, be honest with them, and say, "I think it's time you move on somewhere else and go play." I, I, some I more. think so,
0: and I think that'll happen <laughs> without them having that discussion with a lot of the people that are going to leave. But does not make sense to move on now? Right, like let's go through the Iron Bowl, and then you know we'll make some decisions. On without probably match. one of
1: your best offense, I mean, we don't know the status. We haven't even talked about that. Rivaldo Fairweather, who's been one of the biggest bright spots and your only is was in a sling his right arm was in a sling after the game uh saw it myself and others have reported on it so hopefully it's precautionary you can't afford to lose a dude like that now uh, who's he, your he, you know he's your, your biggest best option yeah. yeah he's your best I, I just it's amazing to me too that no other running back but hunter got a touch tonight i think
0: Damari got one
1: that's right, he did. He went around left end.
0: Yeah. I don't think he got any yards, but I do think he got a touch.
1: He had a couple, actually. I think he had a couple carries. He, he
0: had one, he had one carry for zero yards. And then he had one catch for four yards. There so, you go. There you go. Yeah. Not a great game. We'll continue discussing it tomorrow. In the meantime, Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on?
1: Dap 6410 on X. Uh Monday morning, I'll be on with Ben Taylor and then Uh, Next week, you know, we'll have basketball games to cover and the Iron Bowl recap, and then the show that I'm on with you Friday morning. So we'll go ahead and make
0: that work as well. Yep, Daryl will be on here several times this week. All right, you can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Please subscribe to the channel, like the video, all that good stuff, and all my written works at auburndaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.